Hey, hey, welcome to the Weekly Huddle with Shibs, where I bring you weekly Bitcoin adoption news and interviews from experts in the space. Are you not entertained? I am damn bullish about Bitcoin in 2024. But how are you feeling about it? Leave a note in the comments. Um, what's your thoughts on the Bitcoin ETF, uh, the FASB accounting changes, and the overall general market conditions? I'm going to briefly touch on mine, but before I do, please give this video and podcast a like and subscribe. And if you care about a friend, please share it with that friend as well. It really helps me out. But let's go. Hey guys, the Stamp Seed Cyber Sale is complete at this point. If you missed it, too bad. Um, but you know what? There's always a sale going on here with the Weekly Hoddle. Use Weekly Hoddle 15 to get 15% off of everything on the website. Um, bottom line, if you're buying Bitcoin, you have to treat it like it's going to 10x or 100x over the next 10 years. And you can't rely on exchanges and other people to hold your Bitcoin. So we've got a Bitcoin ETF that's coming up. Don't buy it. Buy Bitcoin. Uh, learn how to self-custody. Um, there's some great videos out there. Check out BTC Sessions. Uh, check out some of our, our videos here. Um, and there's plenty of, of resources to learn how to hold Bitcoin properly. All right, so before we dive into things here, let's take a look at the Bitcoin dashboard. The current price of Bitcoin is at 41,630. Uh, the next Bitcoin uh, difficulty uh, adjustment for mining is approximately 4.2%. That means miners continue to come on. Um, the current block subsidy, as we know, is 6.25 Bitcoin every 10 minutes or approximately every 10 minutes. Uh, and the current average fee versus reward is at about 21%. We've had some spikes in um, fees and transaction costs on the Bitcoin network due to Bitcoin ordinals and inscriptions, uh, which essentially are um, additional data that people are appending to the blockchain that is causing um, an increase in fees. So miners are miners are digging it, uh, but people that need to use Bitcoin on the base layer um, are uh, are not digging it quite as much. Uh, so that's why we've got things like uh, Lightning, the Lightning Network, where you can transact with less fees. But there is a cost to move your Bitcoin into the Lightning Network and out of the Lightning Network. Um, so we need uh, we need all those builders out there to keep building uh, and, and keep uh, you know producing different applications uh, and uses for Bitcoin uh, to allow for this thing to scale to another level. Um, but anyways, uh, pretty awesome, uh, pretty awesome stuff. Pretty big movements uh, and things haven't even really gotten started. So the FOMC meeting was this past week uh, and Jerome Powell basically said that they're going to continue to be data dependent, but their expectation uh, is that they will continue with the paused rates uh, and that they see up to three cuts happening next year uh, in the rates. And so one thing that I wanted to bring up um, for reasons why I'm bullish is if we look at this chart here, um, this is a chart of Bitcoin's price as well as the change in the global money supply, which is called M2. 
Um, and so we can see at several different points uh, around 2016, end of 2018, and uh, in 2022, um, we can see portions of tightening in the money supply. This is when um, you know the, the Fed hiked rates and they basically pull uh, and they look to pull liquidity out of the system. And so during those times, Bitcoin does not do too well. But in the times when liquidity is getting injected into the system, we see that Bitcoin's price has, uh, has rallied uh, significantly over the years. And what we're going into uh, with Jerome Powell saying, hey, we're going to begin uh, loosening monetary policy and, mon and fiscal policies, um, that you know we're going to have more money in the system. And when there's more money in the system, it pours into Bitcoin. And, and so this is a catalyst uh, for those people watching that could potentially, um, you know, in combined with the other things that's going on in the Bitcoin network, really uh, do some face melting uh, price actions. So as of December 15th, the new FASB accounting principle changes have been made. So uh, Bitcoin is able to be recorded at its fair value under, under the rules. So um, Bitcoin art archive says that this is huge. Previously, companies could only value their Bitcoin at the lowest price since they bought it, uh, which meant that they'd have to record the losses, but they couldn't record the gains uh, when they were happening. Uh, and so, you know, for for corporate companies that that want to look good to their shareholders or, or look good to the outside world, uh, this isn't too appealing for them to to hold as a store of value on their on their uh, books because of the price fluctuations of Bitcoin. Um, but now, um, you know, they're able to get in an account for this in a way that can, when Bitcoin prices appreciate. Uh, that their company's value appreciates with it. Uh, so this is a huge catalyst uh, for more companies uh, coming in and using Bitcoin as a reserve asset. On top of the new accounting rules that have come into play, the uh, BlackRock met with the SEC for the third time, along with two other companies to talk about the Bitcoin ETFs. Um, so Grayscale, Fidelity, Franklin Templeton, excuse me, three different companies all met this week. Um, so this is almost like a foregone conclusion Conclusion that this is going to, uh, this Bitcoin ETF is, is going to happen. Um, and we've talked about institutional adoption before. Uh, the accounting standards allow for companies to hold uh, the physical asset um, uh, Bitcoin on their balance sheets. But this will allow... Uh, other institutions like insurance companies, um, in, investment firms that can't invest directly in Bitcoin that need uh, to invest in uh, what they would consider like securities or commodities or something like that. This will allow a giant wave of, of capital to to come in into Bitcoin. Think about your, your 401ks that you invest in. You don't even think about it, right? You just set it and forget it. Well, now some of those funds uh, will potentially have the ability to, to hold Bitcoin ETFs within them. Um, so you'll, you'll be able to get exposure without really paying attention. So this will be a constant inflow of Bitcoin um, in, into these funds with a completely scarce asset. Um, so it should be fun uh, to see what the effects are that are on the long term. Um, but if you have the ability to do it by Bitcoin directly, self-custody, um, again, you use stamp seed 15% off anything on the store with weekly HODL 15 as your as your promo code. 
Um, there, there's no point in holding the ETF if you have the ability to buy direct uh, Bitcoin directly, because at some point down uh, in the future, you will not want to sell it for U.S. dollars or for fiat. You'll want to use the Bitcoin for a service or or, or a good uh, that provides value to you, direct value for value. That's what Bitcoin was made for. Um, and so to see it um, hit global adoption, we need to actually use the asset. One of the head Bloomberg analysts um, also said that he believes the SEC is to approve all of the Bitcoin ETFs all at once because it does not want to play kingmaker. It does not want to choose one ETF to approve one day uh, and then come back a week later and approve the others because they know that there will be an unfair advantage if that is to happen. Uh, so we can see that they are um, you know, meeting with all these uh, ETF requesters um, and application, uh, applicants and they are working through uh, every piece of it together. Um, so that's why we've seen multiple companies um, coming in to meet with the SEC. They want to get everybody straight before, um, before they pass this. And Jan 3 CEO Samson Mao posted, The ETF approvals aren't priced in. The halving is not priced in. More nation-state adoption is not priced in. Renewed quantitative easing isn't priced in. The multiplier... Uh, due to the scarcity of Bitcoin, is not priced in. Uh, the Veblen effect isn't priced in. And all of this happening at the same time is not priced in. So if you would, leave a note below. Let me know what you think the top price of Bitcoin is going to be in 2024. Do you think the ETF is going to have uh, a negative effect in the short term or long term? Um, let me know your thoughts. I'd love to speculate with you. But anyways, thank you for watching the weekly huddle. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. I appreciate you. Uh, and we'll see you next week.